Support for this podcast and the following message come from State Farm. Manage your coverage, pay your bill, and even file a claim with the State Farm mobile app. With a network of 19,000 agents, you'll have someone local to talk to about options. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. It's All Songs Considered. I'm Bob Boylan. My number one album for 2017 was Big Thief's Capacity. And in 2016, their album Masterpiece was in my top five. So when I heard that Adrian Lenker, Big Thief singer and songwriter, had a new solo record, I was listening. The album's called Abyss Kiss, spelled as one word, all lowercase. It's a quiet affair, introspective and deep-breaching in its lyrics. Adrian's finger-picked guitar and ambient sound set the tone for the album's 10 songs. The record is co-produced with Luke Temple. You might know him from Here We Go Magic. It's out October 5th on Saddle Creek. The newest song released from Abyss Kiss is one called From. It's the sort of song I'm a sucker for, one where the words are open to interpretation, a song that paints pictures all the while, remaining mysterious and oblique. It's what I often want from music, that feeling of being carried away by the tone and imagery in a song. Adrian Lenker had just arrived in Joshua Tree when we spoke by phone, and I asked her something I've been asking a lot of people lately. What is it that you want from music? What do you want music to do to you? I feel the question for me is what doesn't music do? <laughs> like it's really um, such an all-encompassing thing for me. And I know that people perceive it and feel it and experience it so differently. And I suppose there's no like one one way of experiencing it or no way to know what how other, how it makes other people feel. But And it's also kind of hard to describe and articulate because it really feels out of body. Mm-hmm. It feels to me like it's something that connects my body with the more like intangible, ethereal, mysterious realm. And it feels like a bridge, like a portal. And I guess I look for, I don't really even choose, I can't really choose how I'm going to connect to music, I find. It just has to hit like a wave and just like wash over me and and take me completely to some other space. Actually, now that I'm saying it too, I feel like it's, it could take me, it could take me out of my body. It could take me into the cosmos or it could, it also has a potential to bring me further into my body in a way too. So exploring the infinite, vast outward and inward realms involuntarily (laughs) that's awesome (laughs) i always just say i want it to take me on a journey and that would could include all the things that you just said and 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 i think maybe that's why i connect Mm -hmm. so well with the music you make because it's also the music you tend to want if if you could pick me a song we'll, we'll play your music in a bit but if you can pick me a song that isn't your music that fits that bill i would love to play that for people okay yeah, the song is um, Black Chair by one of my favorite artists, Twain. And it's from the record Rare Feeling. And you want to give people just a tiny bit of context of Twain? And he's an artist. I don't think he lives uh, too far from where I am, or at least he used to live in Virginia, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he's living out in Virginia right now. He's usually pretty transient and traveling, um, but he's been writing songs for a good while and I met him when I first moved to New York 
I saw him play, and it was one of those experiences where it just, it just really shook me from my core. And I saw, I would see him kind of around New York City, and then one day we ended up playing a show together, and Buck and I were, Buck from Big Thief, mm-hmm. and I were in a duo, doing like this duo thing. And we asked him on a tour, and we booked booked a tour in our old RV. We went around and played shows, and really his music, as I, with every show that I saw, and, and the more that I listened, and the more that I listened, it just opened and opened, and like there were th- just intricacies to it that, I mean, I feel like it's kind of a place that I can, I can endlessly like explore myself through his songs, <laughs> and it's a pretty cool feeling. Let me play some, I'll play uh, Black Chair.
just came true I didn't know what to do Breathing myself in the air Leaning way back in my big black chair Into my loneliness Into my loneliness Wow, there's a that that line in the song. Uh, How can you lead your best friend into your loneliness? It's quite a mm. line, and 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 mm. the whole song seems to lead there too. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did you just go away and 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 levitate <laughs> somewhere? <laughs> I did. I just got well. I got choked up because yeah. it, it's yeah. It's so it's so incredible. I just think how Matt looks right at the thing and may and somehow this thing that's that has a darkness to it like this empty lonely feeling and and the loss of of something um it just makes but it still it still feels like an embrace or like being held through that let's take a quick break we'll come back we'll play your music i'm bob boylan i'm here with adrian lenker and you're listening to all songs considered from npr music Support for NPR and the following message come from the Lagunitas Brewing Company, whose founder Tony McGee and brewmaster Jeremy Marshall want tasting their beers to be a musical experience. You can think of a beer as, a, as an etude. You can think of a beer as a song. You smell, you sip. Those are the, some of the little high notes, you know, you'd be, it hits your tongue as you start to get the feel of the groove that's going on. And then it spreads across your palate and up into your sinuses. You get the rest of the aromas. And then you swallow and you get that flavor as it goes down your throat. So when you exhale through your nose, you experience the beer again in a completely different way. And there's a little aftertaste. That's a little song. Almost like when you hear a tune and then you think about it later. Like the way a song can get stuck in your head. The great thing about beer is you can't download it for free. To discover how music plays a part in more than just great beer at Lagunitas, visit lagunitas.com slash music. It's All Songs Considered. I'm Bob Boylan. I'm here with Adrian Lenker, singer and songwriter, has a new record out. You might know her from Big Thief. This new solo record is called Abyss Kiss. And there is nothing casual about your music, that's for sure. Yeah, sure, it's fun to hear a fun tune and stuff but the stuff that sticks with me is the stuff that goes further down than than the casual i'd like to play uh the song from and i had imagine and this is true of a lot of people who write stuff that's really deep and inward that they don't want to talk about the specifics of like what the song means and stuff but mm. maybe we can get at yeah yeah well let's listen to it and, and see where we, where we take <laughs> it because i i <laughs> I really love this song, and I, and I want to know more, but I also respect. Well, so we'll see. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, here we go.
Right? Do you have? Do you often write with intention, or do you let things happen and figure out what it all means later? I think I yeah, that the second one. <laughs> <laughs> it, it it felt like it, and and I, there's often more of a a sense of wandering, or it dances around an idea when songs are done that way, and I like I like that. Yeah, it really does come into meaning for me after the fact sometimes i mean really when i'm writing something i'm just it just feels right and it feels like it's it's healing me or it's like it just helps me it helps me the the process of writing but sometimes i don't know exactly why or or what what it means and then later it becomes clear and it might be years later or it might just be you know it, even this song, I've been sitting thinking what I'm going to talk about and how I'll talk about it. And, and not even just like asking myself, what is the meaning of this, <laughs> of this song? And it, yeah, so what you said sort of just, you said not dancing around something, but yeah, weaving through or yeah. around something Wand- as opposed to just... Yeah. There are, I mean, there are clear images here, there, at least <laughs> to, to my two ears and little brain, there's, there's imagery that, that for me, I'll just say that it, it feels like uh, uh, somebody who is perhaps expecting a child, uh, ear to the womb, mm-hmm. and, uh, mm-hmm. and perhaps the f- father of this child isn't quite clear. I don't know. It's just there's so much birth and death in in a lot in so much of these songs, uh, mm-hmm. and those magic moments of which are true of both of those things. Is that an image uh, 
you know, I just, it's so beautiful to hear how another person, what it means for them or how mm-hmm. they perceive it. So I, <laughs> that's really cool that that's, that you got that out of it. I honestly had never thought of, <laughs> well, at least the father thing, because I suppose that would be like a tangible, <laughs> that's really interesting actually, because it, it perhaps does mean that in some way. <laughs> I mean, the line that made me think that, it says, wonder if she'll know, wh- I'm talking about the child, baby's coming soon, wonder if she'll know where she's come from. And I, I guess, A, I assume that it was a, mm. that the child was female in yeah. this case and uh, wondering who the, I don't know. Yeah. Well, it's interesting, in my own, I, I'm remembering things as we're talking about when I wrote it. And I remember that it was, there's three verses. There are three verses, and the first is present, the second is past, and the third is future. The first verse is one ear to the ground, one dog at my neck, mm-hmm. one tongue to my tongue, wanting to protect um, me from. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's felt like, I remember when I was writing it, that felt like the present state that I was in. <laughs> and, and then... The second is one ear to the floor, my dog barking loud. I grew up with a dog. Her name was Betsy. She was with me for 15 years. Wow. Couldn't tell for sure where the screaming sound was coming from. And I don't know whether it was a physical screaming or like like I could hear it, like an audible thing, or if I'm referring to the screaming inside myself or what it was, but I felt myself as a child in that verse like, remembering the rooms and the corridors like the the little rooms of a house of like a physical structure that you spend your childhood you spend your life with with your family and like there's so much that happens inside of that little shell and I remember sometimes feeling like the walls were so like there's just so much you could feel and then so many moments of isolation and so many moments of just not knowing not knowing so much you know as a child feeling so much but things happen behind (laughs) you're not told everything you can it's so interesting how much you can feel and sense from your parents or from the people around you but no one really tells you what's going on and that speaks to that line about couldn't tell for sure where where the screaming sound is coming from because the screaming in this case for me was a, a feeling it wasn't necessarily a scream i don't know yeah. Song interpretations and, and are funny. <laughs> <laughs> they are. It's it's strange cuz even talking about it now I'm like am I locking it down into some meaning? I don't I don't no. want to lock it down, you know. No, no, no. no I, I don't and I don't think I have these conversations a lot with people who write songs and they talk about what it means to them. Honest and truly, I'm going to just say as one listener to a songwriter here, mm-hmm. I think people just take this stuff as it means to their lives. And you can tell me that this is a song about my dog who used to scream outside in the yard in my house. I, you're not saying that, but I'm just saying <laughs> yeah. that, that when I, as listener, listen to this song and I hear the, these lines, they just mean what they mean to me. And, and it's kind of mm-hmm. cool to know where it came from. But mm-hmm. it doesn't change, for me, it doesn't change what the song means to me at the moment I list, first listen to it and where I am in my life and all mm-hmm. that stuff. So I'll, so I'll just, just saying that. Cool. 
Well, that's good to hear. Because <laughs> um, sometimes I feel so hesitant to talk about my yeah, songs. I, I get that. <laughs> and, and that's fine. And <clears throat> I, I think sometimes even like, like, where were you? You were saying, you, you remember where you were when you wrote it. And then there's, I want to ask you about all these oh, yeah. sounds that are going on in this song. A bit. Oh, yeah. Um, definitely. Uh, I just wanted to say yeah. okay. about the thought with right. the with the present, past, future right thing. Yeah, yeah. I just realized that the the last verse might actually be the the further past. Like, oh. I wasn't sure if the if the third one was like me imagining myself with a child yeah. and like a a puppy. The puppy <laughs> being the symbolism of like, you know, the dog that I had. Right. Kind of like it goes from this screaming feeling to this very calming feeling and this feeling like maybe I could transmute some of this turbulent energy that is inside of me and somehow like be like this gentle, like mother and like be in touch with my gentle and, the, and just like painting this soft scene. But then part of me also thinks maybe that scene that I'm describing with the ear to the womb and the puppy is actually like before I was born oh. and it's like kind of folding in on itself. And yeah, and also just a feeling of have. I think also just having your ear to the ground. Like I've felt since I was a kid, this desperate longing to be closer to, to I don't know what, just to, to anything that is just to something bigger or just to be in like conversation with the mystery of everything. And I think that's the thing is wondering where where are really coming from like where do we really come from we pop out into existence and we know that we die and we know that we lose everyone that we love and we know we we even lose our own bodies and what a paradigm what a mystery like it's so mind-blowing and (laughs) i think i've had this deep curiosity since i was a kid to really want to know like <laughs> where where does it come from? Where do I come from? <laughs> yeah, sometimes the only thing that for me in because in asking those questions of myself is the only thing I can think of is just connect with people, connect with as much as you can, and I'll just say I'll never have the answer. But uh, <laughs> that would be cool if you did. <laughs> yeah, I'll let you. Know. I'll give you a call. <laughs> <laughs> let me know. Yeah, please. I'll text you. <laughs> okay, great. Yeah, no, no, no sweat. <laughs> okay, sweet. <laughs> By the way, the, uh, the, the, before before we got on this line and, and just to confirm the time and all, you sent me a note of. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to just say this. I don't know if we'll keep this in the interview, but you sent me a little note with like a okay sign and some sparkle and a butterfly. And I just want oh, you yeah. to know at that moment, at that moment that you wrote that, that I was fixing a little thing I bought. It was a, a rainbow catcher in the window. It's a little crystal that spins by solar power. And, and <laughs> I was putting it on the, on the window at NPR. And I sat down at my desk. The message came with the butterfly picture, and 30 seconds later, I swear to you, I can, people in the office will tell you that this is true, a butterfly flew up into the window by my little rainbow catcher. That's all, what? I'm just gonna say that, and it's true, it is, and see, uh, and see? so you go figure, is all I can say, it's like go, I wanna. That's the thing. I, right, I wanna understand, <laughs> I can just enjoy the magic of it, I can try to dig deeper, but it just is, and it made me smile so big, so that's all. Letting the, the mystery be, I guess, that's, that's so, that's beautiful. Isn't that great? 
<laughs> it feels pretty it feels pretty wild and connected and and yeah i think that's that was also coming to that's a sign that perhaps sometime in the next 24 hours you're going to be receiving the answers <laughs> from the cosmos <laughs> well i'll text you <laughs> Good. Yeah, any time is fine for this question for this okay, one. <laughs> okay, good. The the sounds that I hear in the song, I almost felt like a like a kitten popped like you're sitting in a kitchen and a and a little kitten popped up and knocked a spoon <laughs> over or something. I mean I, I I don't know what these sounds are. And then there's the ethereal <laughs> kind of sound, which I assume is maybe a musical instrument. But what mm, what are mm. what are some of those sounds that are going on in the background of the song? Well Tell me it was a in kitten. In this case, yeah, Luke Temple is a kitten. <laughs> Luke Temple is the kitten. <laughs> who, who people otherwise know as uh, someone in Here We Go Magic would be one place. I know we, we've certainly played their music. And, right. Yeah, he, um, he yeah, it's, I remember the moment. It's interesting with this specific song, it's cool to talk about it because I remember this, the, the process of this one more than others. And when we were recording it, I just had this wave of like, I'm ready now to play this. I'm just, I just need to play it right now. Are you in a studio and, or are you, where, where are you? <clears throat> oh yeah, we're um, in this place called Panoramic Studios okay. in, I think it's Marin, although it's at least close to Marin County hmm. in Northern California. Hmm. Really beautiful, right on the ocean. And hmm. this kind of like old wonky kind of castle house thing that this professor built. It's a really interesting space. And I was just in this giant open room. There were all these different, there were different options for where I could play, where I could record. But we set up my, my guitars and my little like station, my microphone in the biggest, like the big open room. And it just had one wall that was just all windows. I left my stuff set up there the whole, the whole week that we were there. And the way that we kind of did it was just, I would just kind of flow and play the songs that felt good to play. And I would just play them a few times and we would just choose one of the takes and then maybe add one or two elements or if it didn't need anything, we wouldn't add anything. I really wanted to just capture things and Luke also. We just wanted to capture things in their most natural forms, mm -hmm. I guess. And there was this, this moment when I knew I was going to play From and I had played it a couple times and I hadn't really been fully in it and then suddenly I just felt like I needed to play it so it was kind of an in-between moment like Luke was going up to the kitchen to get something I knew he was in the kitchen and not in the studio so I knew that it was possible that he could walk through in the middle of it but I just decided to play it and who hit the record it, button then <laughs> um Gabe Wax he's okay. the one who engineered it gotcha. yeah it was just the three of us yeah. there and yeah, Luke was doing something in the kitchen. I think he was making some coffee or making some food. Or... <laughs> there were some little noises that appear that they were just impossible to take out. <laughs> and it just felt like the right take of the song. So we just went with it. And that ethereal sort of sound, is that the sound of the room or it feels like another instrument? That's Gabe Wax and his magic with microphones. Great. He placed these mics all over the place all over in the room and way up high and like in corners. And actually a lot of the, there are quite a few of the songs that are just acoustic guitar. To me, they sound like there's another instrument 
And that swirling is just the room microphones turned up. That's so great. I love this so much. I can't wait for people to hear uh, the whole record. (laughs) Uh, There's something transcendent about this recording that uh, I've listened to now uh, on trains and quiet hotel rooms and bedrooms. I don't know if you've played much of this stuff out in front of people yet, but uh, I look forward to seeing how that, that works out. Thanks. I'm I'm really excited because Luke's going to come with me on the tour and we're going to play the record and play like he's going to do the, the synth parts and stuff that are on the... Oh, yeah, that's one of the other things that's swirling in there, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> There's some synth. Yeah. I actually played synth for the first time. Cool. And I understood. As the, I mean, I didn't really know what I was doing at all, but I... I understood like why people like synthesizers <laughs> for the first time. They're so they they can be so oh, magic magical. Yeah. Yeah. Right. My <clears throat> fir- my first real instrument is a synth and uh and it's still my main instrument. I just I love the magic it makes. I look forward to seeing Luke the cat <laughs> and you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Thank you. When you come around and that's going to be in uh next year I assume. yeah likewise thanks for listening so just for really listening to it and and thanks for the thoughtful questions my pleasure and thanks for the thoughtful music (laughs) mutual admiration (laughs) society now is concluded (laughs) (laughs) sounds good just text me when you got that meaning meaning of life (laughs) oh yeah yeah no that should be soon okay all right be well Adrian Linker. The new album is called Abyss Kiss. It comes out October 5th on Saddle Creek. I'm Bob Boylan for NPR Music. It's all songs considered. Oh, the ways of sand and disappear.